Hi, welcome to this episode of Happy in 15. I'm here today with our Frank, our office dog. So let's see how he's, if he's going to perform today. Mainly not, I think. All right, but today we are start this this episode by explaining to you guys the question or kind of the answer to question that I hear very very often. What would be the good score for our company? So very very often asked that what is a good score, where we should be, and so on. Uh, and I wanted to use this episode to only explain that that is not so easy question. Uh, on the other hand, I also want to kind of challenge you all that kind of that question is is not the key thing why you are using or doing experience management. The main thing in experience management is to find those areas where you can be better. Being able to compare your own services to others is a good thing. You can learn from them, but it's not the thing that you should be kind of just saying that okay we are doing very well and not developing anything anymore. So. I hope you guys are having a focus on on really using the experience data to to get better. Um, but to start, there might be some people in the audience that doesn't know what is happiness score, and 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 what are the numbers I'm using in this presentation. So these all these numbers are based on all our customers who we are measuring continuously. So quite big enterprises, uh, typical enterprise having a little less than ten thousand end users and most of the customers really global enterprises. So when you're thinking about the scores and thinking where this information is coming from, it is continuous measurement from for our customers when it comes to IT incidents. So this presentation only IT incidents and that is about uh, 400,000 feedback from the last six months. So from December to, to May 2021. So December 2020 to 21 May. All right. Uh, If we want to see the other report, so happysignals.com slash report, there you can find the total report with all the information and happy to get your feedback on that one. But today let's talk about what really would be an average score or a good score in certain kind of companies. Um, the overall average score as it is now, it is 76 and that is record high number. And this number is calculated in the same way that Net Promoter Score calculates score. So it means that most of the people are rating the services with 9 and 10 and ending up even 76. And if you compare that to any industry, it is really, really high score. So on average, our customers and the whole industry is doing really, really well. But let's now think about what kind of different organization from different industries, different locations or different size, how that influences the kind of the the scores. First of all, one very, very interesting point here is always the culture. So where the employees are coming from has an influence on the scores. So kind of without taking this in consideration when talking about the size of a company or talking about the industry of the company, uh, we would just give you kind of a false information. But now when we are talking in the next slides about the size of the company and industry, we have taken in consideration that and calculated away the influence of where the employees are coming from. But if you look at this map now here, the more people you have in organization from the Western Europe, more likely you are having lower scores. And, and this is just because people in the Western Europe are having kind of high expectation to the services. So they are rating the services lower normally, almost typically. Of course, there are people are different individuals are different and their rating services maybe even in some organization a bit differently but in overall when we are looking at this as a global benchmark there really is a big difference between the western european countries to eastern european countries and also globally 
Also, one interesting point that you can read a bit more in the in the report is that we compared these results to the kind of overall happiness of people, the kind of country happiness or the happiness of people. It was happiness, global happiness report. Uh, Finland has been there number one for for several years, so we are proud of that. And maybe here in Finland, we know that report because of that quite well. But in that report, there's a list of countries where the kind of overall happiness is very high. And if we compare that list to this IT happiness, there is an inverse con- correlation. So the happier you are in your normal life, the more critical or demanding you are towards the internal IT. But more details on this one in the report. So if you want to look at certain countries where you are, just check the report and you will know which are the most critical countries and how it goes with the rest of the world. But when we take that in calculation and remove that influence of that from the data, then we can look at it first, the internal and outsource service desk. So depending on your decision, what you have decided to do, are you having internal or external, the internal service desk in overall are performing a bit better. There was a huge difference here. 21% is still in the uh, last quarter or last half of last year. So our quarter report four from last year, 21% is happier if internal service desk was used. But that is now only 12%. So the outsource services has been getting better and better and getting very fast better than, than okay, can see the how much they are developing services is better than in internal services, but still the overall level is that 12% is lower. And I think that was one thing we discussed with, with Sakari and the others when we were doing this report last time, that what is wrong there? Because it seems to be that the outsource services are having better ways of using the data, but still they are performing worse. Now it seems that outsource service desks are increasing the score faster and they are not going to be in the same level in the next report, I don't think that, but they are now better than they used to be. I think that internal service desks are just thinking that they already are quite high and they are not using the data as much as the outsource service desk. So if you have an internal service desk, please try to kind of a make an effort and, and really use the data so that you get better and really, really use experience data as it should be used. But now, uh, the size of the organization. So in this picture, you can see that if you have only, okay, quite big enterprise anyway, but 1,000 to 5,000 employees, the average score is 81. So about five points higher than the overall average was. 76 was the overall score. If you have five to 10,000 employees, it's about 79, 10 to 20, 71, and then less th- more than 20K employees, 69. So the bigger your organization is, the harder it is to get your end users happy. If we compare this picture to the earlier one and think about how does it influence here if you have outsourced or insourced, it was quite interesting to notice that the index first one, so one to 5,000 employees, 70% of those our customers are having internal service desks. If you are bigger than that, 70% are having outsourced. So of course, the bigger your organization is, more likely you have outsourced your service desk to a, to a global provider or some other MSP. So, but also interestingly, if you have outsourcing service desk, they are the better the bigger the organization is. 
So it ends up in a situation that if you are a small enterprise, internal service desks are performing better. But if you have outsourced service desks, they are performing better if you have a huge organization. So not yet. I can't comment really on, on why that is. But kind of thinking still that if, if you are a big organization, MSP is more focused on serving you than if you are a small organization, you are not maybe the priority. Sorry to be talking about these, these things in a black and white way, but what we see from the data is the bigger you are, the better the outsourcing service desk providers are for you. And if you are smaller, then in-source works much better. But that's one interesting thing. So looking at these numbers, you also have to kind of remember the in-source outsource thing. But if you only look at the kind of overall, the bigger you are, the harder it is to get the end users to be happy for your service desk. Then if you look at the industries, uh, we are a bit careful here. We are not giving out more information about these five biggest industries that where we are working. The other industries we have, yes, we have customers there, but we don't have enough so that we are a bit reluctant to, to show the data yet. But in the future, we are going to add new industries here when we are sure we are not revealing any, any information too much from individual companies. But in IT, so if you really are a software company or IT provider, it is the hardest to get your end users happy. And I think this is related to the fact that in those organizations, users are really technical. So whenever they contact service text, that issue is quite complicated. So they have more doers, and those doers are the most critical ones when it comes to IT support. So you have to really have talented people in the service desks. But then there are exceptions, like, like Sophos, who was talking in our customer events just a week ago. Dean Underwood just explained that how happy their end users are and how they are working. So, and those guys are security guys that are conducting service desks. So yes, you can have good service desk, even if your guys are the most technical ones, but you have to do it a bit different than, than for those guys who are not technical at all. Finance sector, the most happiest. And, and we've been discussing this and, and talking about this. I'm happy to hear comments also, if you have any comments on, on why you think finance is the easiest. But we feel that that is one of the most regulated industries, like maybe public sector as well. So in those industries where, of course, there is change, there is digital transformation and everything like that, but it's not as huge and as big as in some other organizations. So maybe it is easier to have formalized standardized services in those industries where the change is, is not so rapid than in some of the others. I would also think that in, in those sectors, everybody is quite talented with, with IT because they are using IT so heavily and every day. So I, I wouldn't see that there is a big difference between finance sector if there are doers or more supported people. So kind of think that mainly this is about how standardized the services can be for the, for the people. So. Maybe to, to summarize this is that you really have to think about when, when it comes to the experience and when thinking about thinking about the services and the kind of your own level. Again, I want to repeat that don't make this as a competition between you and the others. Then it would end up in a situation that you are having a vanity metric. The real point of measuring experience is always to get better in the experience and understand the change what is happening with your workforce. So how the expectations are changing. What you all should take from this is that use the Western European guys if you are working in those areas. Those are the early indicators about the issues that will be meaningful for also the other countries. Even though they are not yet complaining about it, 
Don't think that the Western European guys will be only only and always complaining. Use that as a source of information for you. Those things that are bothering people in Western Europe, they are bothering people also in other countries. They are maybe making them more inefficient in other countries as well, but they are not so eager to tell you that, not yet. But if you are making those things work globally better, you are getting those guys even more happy in also in the other other continents and other countries than, than Western Europe. But anyway, uh, happy to answer any questions related to this. And, and, and if you want to really have a discussion about if our score is a good or bad, happy to have those discussions. So contact me in LinkedIn or or send me an email, sami.kalliat.happysignals.com. I'm happy to have that kind of discussions all the time. Um, and also, as we say in this webcast, stay safe and stay happy.